Hi, it's Adrian here. I want to share with you something really exciting. I've just recorded a series for the AIA Austin, Texas, their homes tour, which comes up at the end of October. Now, this is a tour where you can register and go and visit these amazing homes. I've recorded each of the architects and they've told us about the journey through the home. And in it, there is just so many wonderful little nuances that they share with you. I encourage you to listen. I encourage you to go on the tour. And thanks for being a listener on Talk Design. My guest on Talk Design, as part of the AIA Austin Home Tour series, is Kyle McCullum. Now, McCullum Studio Architects from Austin, Texas. And the home that we're talking about is Ledgeway Modern. This is a beautiful home, limestone, steel, timber, water, trees. It's got it all. It's absolutely stunning and one that you certainly won't want to miss on the tour. Carl, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Hey, man, it's great to have you. And it's been great having a little chat about the home beforehand. Yeah, just orientating myself to it because <laughs> there's a lot going on in this house, but there's a, it's a very simple yeah, there is peered back beautiful home and you know like I likened it to it's almost got the the aesthetic of a gallery where it's very simple mm -hmm. and everything's very deliberate what you what you're going to look at yet there's texture everywhere there's material changes there's lots of light that falls into it take me on the journey start me from the brief with the client and the team or start with the team and then go to the brief maybe okay sure thing <laughs> yeah it's fun it's actually a good intro because I mean the the art gallery thing was you know, a really consistent part of their, you know, lifestyle. They they wanted to design a house just like, you know, what you're saying. It's like, how do you design an art gallery that somebody wants to live in? And um, but before yeah. we get to some of the details, I think there was, you know, some of the things that we kind of discovered very, very early on are, um, is when we're interviewing clients, so they are interviewing us and they're naturally going to be interviewing others. And we always try to make sure that, you know, that the pairing is right mm -hmm. is is the is the client are they do they kind of value the things that we value in that sense like and and what i mean by that is like the the, the time and the appreciation and the care that that we put into things um the why of it you know the even the philosophy behind why we execute what we do it's the client has to also be you know in in a position to kind of to to receive that, I guess, and to, yeah. and to digest it and be able to give feedback and question it. And which in turn helps us, you know, articulate, and you can kind of like sharpen the the spear, so to speak, as if you have a good, a good sounding board and a good client who understands and is present. And um, this, and this project was, the budget was, um, let's say it was tolerant <laughs> on this project. <laughs> That's good work. There was enough, there was enough um, budget to be able to work with. It was, it was. And, but it, but it also was a very dynamic part of the conversation. And I don't, you know, we were in design in the middle of our design process, just, just started uh, design or construction documents when the pandemic hit. Right. And <clears throat> that offered all sorts of weird little wrinkles on the world. And, 
Um, but the clients, they, they stayed consistent. They stayed true. We, you know, did things as remotely as we could. Um, the project team at this point was starting to develop. So we, we knew that the type of contractors that we wanted to bring on Mm -hmm. were, were congruent to that same philosophy. Mm -hmm. You know, they, they shared, there was, there was a symmetry across all of the team members. Yeah. Um, which is if people developing projects, you know, that are, that are listening to this or even just homeowners understanding if you're the owner, the importance of creating a team that, that they're, they're kind of all as good as each other in that sense. Right. They're all as talented. They're all kind of, if you're going to hire all 18 players, you know, and, and then you want to like a C team player to do one thing over here, there that person is going to stand out very, very quickly. And and um, frustrate all the other ones. They're going to frustrate all the other ones and, and yeah. vice versa. Yeah. And vice versa. There's there's you know, sometimes the the C player or the B player can be, you know, maybe it's a it's a person that is a B wanting to be an A, and then that's really fun to see that mm-hmm. happen. And sometimes they're A's, but they don't really deserve to be because somebody made them that way and they just want to be the C team guy again. Um, yeah. there's all sorts of things about you know how we when we take a leadership role in our clients um in their project it's you know we try to we try to echo that sentiment i think and it's it it also allows us to show the clients the the kind of leadership role that we're willing to serve and how mm. how do we serve their interest beyond just drawings beyond just pretty pictures and um you know because what what we try to make sure our clients understand, and this kind of goes back to how we, when we're when we're starting to unfold the design brief and we're starting to build that team, it's like we want to have members on the team that you're going to know for the rest of your life. These are, I mean, I have one career, I have one life that I know of. <laughs> yeah, exactly, um, that you've heard of so far. And this realm. Right? And it, yeah. yeah, this realm. Um, and... You know, and then and that's the same for our clients, and and they have their their families, and and those families are going to be, you know, at a different stage of their life when the project's complete. So, um, you know, one of the things that we try to make sure our clients understand is like when they're coming to us and we're designing their home and we're starting to move the 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 big pieces around of the future and trying to solve the problem. Um, we we actually tell them very explicitly is like I frankly, don't really care who you are right now. I yeah. care about who you're going to be in about seven years. That's right. the part, which is not three years intentionally and not 20. There's, and depending on the, that number can kind of move around depending on the, mm-hmm. the age of the client. And if, or if this is just a, you know, speculative business pro, pro, you know project or not, but like, let's, let's say it's just a custom client. Um, who you're going to be is, a very, very important thing to start to think about. And because, and at that moment, people like, because they've, they've always kind of dreamt in the past, a lot of their, a lot of yeah. the way that the ideas and the things that they write down are often, they're often just kind of, I don't know, they've been stewed on, you know, like, like the overcooked stew that's been microwaved mm-hmm. 11 times. Mm-hmm. It's like, mm-hmm. it's, is it, is it fresh though? Is mm-hmm. it, is it, is that what you, is that what you want to have for dinner tomorrow? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think that's a really lovely way of looking at it because you know, and it's like, yeah, yeah, it is, you know, like so, there's, there's ideas that people will hold on to for, you know, 20 years and then doesn't mean the idea isn't valid anymore. Uh, it's, it's just what other ideas are coming with it and going with it and how does it fit together and what story is it going to tell? Yeah. 
And, <laughs> and I love the thing of going, so like, say, seven years, because from the time that you start drawing it, there's a couple of years at least before it's built. Mm -hmm. And uh, there might be a couple of years before it's designed even. So you could be in a you know two to four year process there quite mm -hmm. comfortably. Mm -hmm. And they're already four years older than they were when they told you the first ideas yeah. that they had. Yeah. You know, that's mm -hmm. a, and their lives have shifted <laughs> in that time. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's it's a funny, it's it's it sounds like an arbitrary number, and maybe maybe the number is six years and maybe yeah. it's eight point eight point four. I don't you know, I don't uh, yeah. I, I don't really know, you know, but because but the the idea that it's seven years has all sorts of funny, you know, back end like warranty issues with mechanical equipment. And right. Like, is the right. payoff for the solar for the solar array on the roof? Is it seven years? And now we're in the black. It's like, and you start to see the landscaping is is vastly mature and yeah. it's having gone through a couple of freeze cycles, a couple of hot cycles, and now that now the You've had enough Texas thunderstorms. Now the water's <laughs> you know where you it where runs. It, yeah. Now, yeah, the water's telling you now where it's gonna go, and you better deal with that. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Um, yeah, and so you start to see at that point also like, okay, these are this is kind of the why we chose what we chose, and the people that we chose to be on this team. You start to see that extension, right? Like, yeah, it's 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 kind of like that. You know, all you know, every every mile race that you would watch, you know, runners running, it's like you don't everybody looks like they're in the same place in the third lap, and then the then the really good ones take that lap, and then that's why they're on the gold medal. Yes. Stand, you know? Yes. And, and it's it's that's that last lap that we're trying to to communicate to clients about kind of the ultimately why we do what we do, even though we're gonna be seven years removed from the project or, or at yep. least four years, maybe. Yep. Um, and we're no longer there on somebody else's project. We're we're yep. staying in touch. We're still friends, and and then then that's when we deliver. It's like, yeah, that's an enormous yeah. time span to try to communicate to people. Behind, so, it's actually a fascinating conversation that because I mean, out of the you know literally hundreds of people that I've spoken to on the podcast, that is a a unique conversation so yeah. far. Yeah, um, just just we you know we future pace things for people and we do all those yeah. things, um, but those milestone things that happen in that seven year period. And then as you said, like, you know, you've been through enough weather cycles that you can see what, mm -hmm. what the effect of the house is on the landscape and mm -hmm. what the other things that have happened in the neighborhood are on the landscape yeah. and then how that's working. I love that. And then, and, and, and you're predicting this seven years before then yeah. um, with a pencil and a piece of paper and, <laughs> uh, <laughs> and a, well, and also walking what is, around. This... Yeah, sure thing. It's like, but also what is seven years, you're probably experiencing other cycles. Uh -huh. um, there's the seven year itch in marriages. There's, you know, the kid who was seven is or nine it's years old is driving now. Yes. It's like, there's business cycles and there's all sorts of, you know, the, the, the economy's crashed and it's come back and it's, you know, it's about to crash again. It's, there's all yeah. sorts of, of it, it's, it's a kind of ecological durability i guess ecological being in the human ecology of also uh -huh. in the econo economically that is it's like it's got to kind of survive the yeah. lots of that is right and because we don't we in america now you know and, and this is true of really all the western countries we kind of without really feeling it is quite as much it's like the entire building industry is is a result ultimately of where the economics have shaken out yes yes um 
and will continue created, to be. It will continue to be, and mm. it's produced enormous things and, and incredible things, and it solved unbelievably hard problems. But it's also there's also some results that um, you know we we kind of see, like when you kind of over optimize and and you're over efficient and you overproduce and. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. you you find that quality is starting to drop, and you don't have that that kind of how, how do I communicate this? Like um, the <clears throat> that kind of the generational extension, let's uh-huh. say, of of wisdom, right? Because we don't we don't build to quality, and we don't we're not paying attention to the right things about you know how many people nowadays, let's say, an elderly couple in their sixties. They may think about their grandchildren, but it's it's gonna be very difficult for them to do something that's on behalf of their great grandchildren. That's a really interesting you know, thing that um... exactly. And then the great 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 grandchildren. It's mm-hmm. very, very few people actually think about that because they can hold the grandbaby, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but they're gonna be dead before the other one comes. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so and so sometimes, like, you know, obviously the ancients were were much better at, at understanding and building things, especially when we were use stone back then about understanding not generations not even dynasties but millennia mm-hmm. um that mm-hmm. takes an enormous amount of of sacrifice of diligence and discipline and and trust you know to to achieve something that is meant to last and so when mm. you go into this house obviously we're not building anything close to that time span you know wouldn't be impractical for multiple reasons um but because we've invested in the time and we put the time in to create a structure that's enormously well built. I mean, it, the, the cost of construction was very, very high, but you see it and you feel it and you can touch it and you can prove it. Uh-huh. It's not it's not in the superficial things that are trendy or because we insisted that this one stone came from this one quarry in Greece or anything that's <laughs> it's not. It's not it's of its landscape. Yeah. Yeah, and it's not it's 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 all very very natural and and, the, mm-hmm. and it's built right into the site and it's um but when you invest into, into something that's meant to extend that that say that the investment the, the labor investment the money investment the, all of it the time and it's meant to, you can kind of pick up another generation on on that on that. Yeah. What you're doing is actually offsetting a lot of the a lot of the depreciation you might see in the marketplace it would for, be a forcing function for the new owners yep. or if it's their children to to yep. renovate and to do other things to it and to start to start kind of hacking on or where it you know tearing down and things like that so when we start to think about it like an ecological footprint this is kind of goes back to their original design brief about how do we do something like this at this at this quality level and in, in the style but Without without being like these, you know, like the environmental poser of sorts, right? It's like thinking about things in a much much longer term, then that message starts to come back to you, you know, instead th- of just being somebody's two taxes solar panel on the roof and tells them environmental. Yeah, and well, it, it's almost legacy, isn't it? It's like thinking of the the property with a legacy yes. opportunity, and it in is. this case, it's um, yeah. it's very well considered. And you know this house in fifty years. Um, I imagine the current owners won't be in it anymore. Uh, but it could be family. But it could also be somebody else who falls in love with it. Mm-hmm. And the fact that, as you say, it's already built. And other than maybe decor, mm-hmm. the 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 bones of the house are the bones of the house. 
mm-hmm. that they, they will mm-hmm. still be um and not trendy they'll be mm-hmm. they'll be timeless in that whole picture and it will be of its moment but it won't be but it'll be of this time as well all the way yeah. through something yeah. special about houses that can do that that just transcend especially when you start with a modern house because yeah. Yeah, you know, like if you start with something that's replicating something from the way from the past, it's very different from starting with a modern home. Mm-hmm. When when um when you got the brief for the house, um you kind of touched on it there of what kind of thing. And so creating the right team, um, as you said, of like A players so that the the house in the seven year plus 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 um stands the test of time i think these are really important factors Mm -hmm. that are unseen you know it is Mm -hmm. a set of drawings that ends up being a set of sticks and concrete and whatever that gets built together um and then it becomes a home and a shelter and all the rest and Mm -hmm. in our early conversation you were telling me about you know some of the things with the site so we've got the site that rolls down from the road and then how do you create uh, when when it can be overlooked, a home like this can be overlooked. How do you create privacy and how do you still create mm-hmm. create community? Those kind of things and the feelings that gives the the occupant of the home of security and privacy and but still feeling in touch. Can you tell me sort of a bit about that? Sure. Um, yeah, and that was that was probably one of the top three things aside from just the, the t- you know the typical bedroom count um thing that yeah. somebody comes in with high three cars i went five bedrooms blah um great office you know those those are the basics that are common and true of every home there's all there's going to be yeah. some number that you have to kind of meet very rarely do you kind of get some blank slate and hope you're right um <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> but they they also understood being low on the site. I mean, they're a good 20 feet below the street. The, yeah. And so you can imagine people walking on the street, cars passing by are naturally going to be looking down um, towards the house. And so they wanted to create a tremendous amount of daylight. They love the daylight in the house. And I want to talk about the daylight a little bit, how we're, how we're really using glass and orientation and daylight to, to, uh-huh. to, to do some things. But they they also wanted me to kind of figure out and they they even kind of laughed i remember um when we were kind of going through this about they really wanted to see a lot of glass a lot of visibility but they wanted privacy and in my head obviously those are naturally they're kind of natural opponents you know mm-hmm. they're not necessarily mm-hmm. antithetical to one another but they're certainly competitive uh, oftentimes <laughs> yeah always <laughs> like, how do you yeah and it's like and then there's all sorts of psychological things you have to kind of figure out it's like you know we we don't want this to look like an office building and have a one way glass situation like a one you know two way mirror kind of thing yeah um because that's not that doesn't achieve what we're after either um <clears throat> but one of the solutions that we in in kind of the bubble diagramming and planning the programming that we went through with this with them was to understand it's like we have to we have to kind of create a tremendous amount of depth. Okay, and and mm-hmm. and depth is is actually one of the most underrated f- filtering and privacy privacy mechanisms that we can use. It's a it's a privatizing thing naturally. It's like things are less seen the the farther away that they are from you, and the, and the more things that mm-hmm. are in front of you, mm-hmm. you know, your your eye your eye is just kind of picked up, you know, in different areas, and even just like a camera that's having a hard time 
you know, picking up a focal point, our, our eyeballs are doing the same thing. And all, th all throughout the day is you're creating layers of, if it's through a wall system or, you know, an opening, you know, you can, there's a little a long steel beam here at the front of the courtyard that's on top of a, a, a privacy wall at the, at the front entry system. Yeah. You know, there's a, there's a gap there of about two and a half feet. It's like offering a little long, you know, slivers like that. And then you see the reflection of the glass and then you have another layer you know, beyond the dining room and then they're living beyond that. It's like, and so you have to kind of, your eye has to kind of get through a lot of layers of security that are. It doesn't do it at a glance. It doesn't do it at a glance. Yeah. But you can also see movement, right? Yeah. And you can also, you can feel the house that's being occupied and living. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, one of the things I wanted to talk to them about is like, we're not, security is a weird, it's a weird conversation to have um, because we have to, we always said like, if they, especially their age in place, their kids are, the kids are, are, are out now, they have their families of their own and they come and visit and, and so do the grandkids, but they, they wanted to have a very secure home that they, they felt, they felt like it was, it was unbreakable. Like they didn't have to worry about the back door being left open sure. and somebody being able to get in there. And there's a lot of, there's a lot of very deep things. Cause I know that they didn't want to build Fort Knox, right? Mm -hmm. That's not the point. <laughs> sure, we could build you a bank vault and you can hide in there. And yeah, but they didn't want really... that. Yeah, yeah, and I know, and most houses are like this. It's like we don't we don't want to create an impenetrable bunker because that's you know if somebody wants to get in they could, they probably could. The idea is that is that it's a subconscious security. Yeah, um, it's understanding your, your because we're kind of building with the site and the site is very sloping. The main levels and are kind of living towards the rear of the house towards the drop-off as the, as the height of the home separates from the, from the topography below it. Yeah. So now you're, you're living kind of above the danger zone, above the, yeah. the burgle, the burgle zone. And that's, you know. <laughs> yeah. Or in true zone. Yeah. You're, you're uh -huh, above exactly. that. And, and you've also, in this case, you've got a beautiful moat, uh, which is your pool that sort of yeah. takes out that whole yeah. front piece. So as a person, unless you're sitting out on the edge of the pool, you are actually back behind it. And mm -hmm. so you've got the depth again of anybody that would be down in that land down there, a gardener or anything that's down there, okay. they wouldn't be looking up at you. They, they can't see through the pool to get to you. Yeah, um, that's right. So again, so, you gain all that privacy and using the land slope to do exactly. it. Exactly. And so we were able to to essentially build these separate these separate masses um, and how we position those masses relative to one another was we created the courtyards and those kind of those negative uh -huh. voids in uh -huh. between there that we could then surround with glass and occupy with a sculpture or a tree or something that's really beautiful to, to bring all that daylight in. But we were also putting ourselves in a position naturally to secure it. And so what we were able to do, especially when we, as we get to this back courtyard, and this is the image I'm kind of sharing with you right now. Yeah. Um, having the pool on the back side there but tucked as close to the house as we could but with but it sit it sits down um, yeah. and the patio sits down but the pool sits down a little bit farther so the house uh, your your view opens up vertically as much as it opens up horizontally yeah because gotcha. that natural wet weather creek is down there too so we really wanted to open up the view vertically without compromising that security component um like but that. whenever you create like a long enclosed outdoor patio like that it's kind of an H shape for people who can't see um, the, the pictures. 
it's um there's a kind of a if you want to think about kind of sitting on a natural h shape or a c shaped kind of thing it's like you're we're trapping a lot of the air that going through there there's a lot of stagnation uh -huh. that could happen uh -huh. there's a lot of because the 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 air in that little canyon it's hard to, to tell on the on the pictures here what the topography is doing but it the, the house sits roughly horizontal to a lot of the uh, to a lot okay. of the natural breezes that flow along the creek yep and so by by widening our porch here we're able to pick up a lot of that a lot of the breeze that's flowing through there but we didn't want to trap it and make it circular so you can see up in the upper left corner how we extend we installed these slats on so the back side against the house between yep. the house and the and the porch roof yeah and so the house is creating a natural venturi effect and that's cycling and incentivizing that air to start to move and it's, it accelerates it very very naturally so you get a very nice constant breeze and it would also pull um temperature difference off the pool as well it, absolutely so absolutely. that would... it starts to pull the humidity it starts yeah to, you know you have a yeah, yeah and then this, this outdoor space becomes a, a a fundamentally different place to be i love because this because the air is moving because the humidity is working now and you start to you start to get the smell now from the from, from the, 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 the pool from the creek from the from trees, the trees yeah. because the air is moving towards you the bugs have a way to kind of go out uh -huh. um i think this is um the depth of thinking in architecture you know when it's done well is how you engage the site mm -hmm. and then how you engage the living within the site and a couple of the things that stand out from and when you're on tour in this home and you come out to where the pool deck is this back pool patio area um Look at how the landscape, well, the I want to say the built landscape, drops with you into the landscape. So it actually starts mm -hmm. to drop away down into the, to follow the natural landscape where it's coming from high to low. And so the pool's that little bit lower. And then listen for the noise from the pool from the wet edge. But also if you, depending on what's going on with the weather in October, listen to see if you can hear the creek below you because this ambient sound is actually coming up. And as it's as it's coming up on these breezes, it's also, it's rolling through underneath this roof, but it's not trapped there. I think that the ventilation point mm -hmm. of being able to naturally ventilate it and carry that through rather than filling it with stagnant mm -hmm. air, which so often happens, mm -hmm. um, is part of the magic. And you suddenly realize how the, the house is living in its landscape. It's, it, it is controlling yeah. it, but it's living with and in its landscape. And these yeah, are the right. magic things that, you know, on tour, you can actually stand and experience and you can mm -hmm. just take a pause and, and do this. Yeah, and there's there's also you know a couple of other things that the way that we kind of to pick up a little bit more on that point because um, oftentimes I'll, I'll be in a, in a in an architecture and kind of lose my place mm -hmm. in a sense. Not that I'm lost or I don't know where I am, but I, I kind of lose my geographic place and mm -hmm. orientation. Mm -hmm. And orientation in architecture, especially when you're in a in a, a big building or a big house or something like that, mm -hmm. is an extremely important thing to maintain. It is one of the most underrated things that we try to pay so much attention to. And so when I'm going to try to go to one of your images here, but the it's one thing when the when you go and visit this this house, you're in constant view of a critical part of the site at right. ends of corridors especially. So mm -hmm. this long corridor here that I'm showing you on the left here, that's there mm -hmm. that compromises the art gallery and it's kind of the termination of the front part of the foyer. Um, yep. We always end our we always end our hallways 
on a piece of glass, especially yeah. a floor to ceiling one where you can get, you can start to understand and see the topography. If there's some tree that's orienting you and then the, that, that circulation route is, is happening bookended yeah. by, by glass. Kind of, it's, well, it's kind of like the light at the end of the stairwell kind of idea. Yeah. Right? It's like, there's, there's kind of hope there. There's, there's, there's orientation at the end is you're kind of venturing down towards something that has a lot of options. Uh-huh. You, then you see and presented with something at the very back, you're, you understand where you are and feel less lost and you feel like you're, you belong here. And this is intentional. Feel a whole lot more connected to the outside as well. Connected to that, the site. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. And so for people that are in the hallway, there's a, a large metal screen. And if you're looking in, Oh, I suppose if the screen was to your back, then you look to your left and your right, and you'll see what Carl's talking about here, where we've got mm -hmm. these long, long hallways, and then they finish in windows, um, which almost make them look like that you could fall out them. That, that, <laughs> you, that, you know, that the window pieces of glass that it, if it wasn't there, you would um, feel a different breeze. But otherwise, yeah, they're they're expansive mm -hmm. and they're you know, they hold you in the room, but they mm -hmm. they give you the sense of being a part of nature at the end of each right. piece. Mm. And it's what it's also why we've kind of located that low transom. Yes. That mullion. So right that there. you do feel secure. Yeah. Yes, exactly. It's it's kind of chair railed height. That's not handrail. Yep. Um, it's not view blocking in particular, but it privatizes. You understand that there's a natural barrier there. It's a, it's a railing system. And it's, it grows in importance when you're doing kind of very, very high floor to ceiling windows over a very, you know, especially at an at a overhang yeah. or a large cantilever or something and the ground is down below you. There's there's something very, very disorienting about it. Um, we don't want people to get vertigo. You you want to be able to kind of back up safely and feel like you're secure at that corner. Yes. It's amazing what a small piece of wood can do to to create a little bit of security and, and most and of it's subconscious it's like it's um, yeah like it's again so when you're in the home um if you're like as you're going around you'll see these big sheets of glass like big sheets of glass floor to ceiling in lots of places and with that you'll notice this uh I'm, i was going to give it in a measurement that was going to be a metric so i won't do that it's um <laughs> it's probably about two feet off the ground maybe two and a half or something mm -hmm. off the ground and it's just a really beautiful simple as as you know Kyle was saying a rail and it doesn't block your view it it actually probably engages you to go closer if anything because it does give you the sense of security it's you know it it's not um one of those like when you're in a tower building and they give you floor to ceiling glass and so that you can feel the thing of like you're going to fall out if you go too close mm -hmm. to it, you know. Um, it's the opposite of that. It actually just holds you really, really gently so that in your psychology of it, you get to move through the space yeah. without wondering if you could fall or wondering if it, if you're safe. It, uh, exactly. It's, again, a beautiful way of putting the psychology into the design. And when we... You know, and a big, huge shout out, by the way, to, to Quantum Windows and Doors, who who executed an outstanding um, production on this house. Um, they they their quality of their windows and the design and everything um, allowed us to do what we needed to do to execute that, that yeah. sentiment and that vision. Um, this particular image I'm showing you down the hallway here is a good example because it's showing the windows, the assembly of the windows, this rifts on white oak, mm -hmm. but it actually came unstained. 
we're able to match that exact material um, in graining and stain and everything else and did some of the interior door jams and this art niche thing that we have kind of carved in here. And so we're, yeah. we're starting to tie in interior doors and exterior windows. And, and oftentimes when you go, when you go to a house or if an office building or a condo or something like that, very rarely do you see something that's on the outside has a relationship to the inside. Yeah. If it's on an exterior wall, that is, but we wanted to make sure that when you're in the space inside and outside are, are one. And those, the, textures and the graining and the design and the detailing and the you know the the square nature of of how we're how we're drawing and detailing and installing everything even from the smallest little reveals those are being communicated all throughout the design of the house yeah um, and it ties the it's it's just cohesion the whole thing is just really really about cohesion it's even like the little reglets that we have at the sheetrock you know where the sheetrock meets the wood ceilings and uh-huh. um those small little breaths of depth that we kind of breathe into this thing that's um subtle subtle suggestions of, of something much more powerful kind of going on i think i think this um it, it takes weight away from the structure whilst the structure still feels strong mm-hmm. and if again when you're in the home if you just take a minute to take take a, a look up and just look at that detailing at where things where the ceiling junctions meet where the window mm-hmm. and wall junctions meet you know all these pieces and the point that you made about how it spans from inside to outside really blurs the lines on the um on where you not where you are because the orientation like you were saying but that you are inside versus outside you know you are however the thing is seamlessly allowing you to travel inside and outside without your eye having to jump or your mind having to Mm -hmm. jump and that's a a beautiful way of connecting you back in with the landscape and mm-hmm. keeping you, I want to say in my, my, I'm looking at the photos and stuff and been over the site plan and done all these things and talked through with you. But what it does is it, it makes you very aware of the nature and the site around you and that the house is actually just growing out of that. And mm-hmm. that the importance of the location has never been lost by putting a house in the space that okay. those things all hold together can you take me on a journey from so I've, I've turned up on the tour i've parked up on the road somewhere and i'm walking down and i'm going to come to the path to walk down and mm-hmm. i'm presuming um and i may have this wrong but i'm pretty sure that they will walk you down the main entrance um Probably. otherwise they're going to do the driveway which i don't think they'll yeah. do they're more likely to bring you down the down through the main entrance and take me on this journey where you where you're walking through and what you arrive at and mm-hmm. is there any pause on the journey when you stop and you go just take a look at how you know I know from looking at the photos and stuff the layering of the house and how you were mm-hmm. saying about the depth and mm-hmm. how each layer of depth creates a different amount of light coming into different mm-hmm. spaces and then that creates privacy mm-hmm. and take me on that little walk so i mean with respect to i guess the the procession of the mm. of the entry you know the ever average person there's you know I, I think there's i take a little bit more totalizing 
view, I, I guess, of how I might approach that kind of thing. Um, so I think oftentimes people kind of, a, an architect might communicate, okay, well, you're standing here. You take one step here, you turn across this way, and some very contrived, controlled kind of thing. Uh -huh. um, not fully understanding how people how people drive up, how they're standing there, they're meeting, they're looking around, they're looking at the view, they're like, you know, where are we? Okay, now I'm going to start to step, and they're stepping. Their eyes yeah. are down sometimes. They're trying to orientate want... themselves to where they're going, especially exactly. when there's stairs or paths. That's right. And 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 oftentimes you want them you want them to see and understand where they're headed. And but because they're starting so high up on the site and they're able to grasp a little bit of the view, the distant view, mm -hmm. and then the then the rear facing view that's going to be behind the house, they already have a site picture in their head uh, before they embark on entering the site at all. Yeah. Right. right. So they 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 and that's just by virtue of just the topography and how we've nestled the house into the site and then created those layers because you're at a you're at a, the best position at the street level to look down on those layers yeah because obviously when you're down at that level you're you're kind of meeting layer by layer as they approach you but you have a little bit more of a contextual idea about where you're about to be what's happening at the at the last step and first before you start to arrive there so you know i think i think the you know anybody kind of walking up um uh, I do want them to to look and feel and have a and acknowledge the understanding of like I I know where I'm at. <laughs> yeah. I know where I'm going and I know what's beyond. And there is something orienting about that. It's not it's not a prescribed procession or look over here in this direction and smell this and do this and stop here and look left. It's not I don't I don't I don't really care. Um people are gonna do what they want to do. Um and people have, you know, different people step differently and they might go and, you know, and pay more attention to this or they might wander over there. Um, and they're able to kind of do that more freely if they have a, a larger contextual view of the project and the property itself. So, um, and once we kind of get them down to the, into the, into the house, there's, there's no more, there's kind of like, there's no low resolution surprises or only high resolution surprises. If that right. makes sense. <laughs> right. Cause they got the, they got the thumbnail, right? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And now they're seeing like the you know the sharpened image. It's like here's yeah. here's the 4K. And you, you, yeah, exactly. Um, it's it's just getting more um the image is being more heightened the the closer they get. And once they're inside, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. So that the the idea and the concept of like of surprise is mm -hmm. is a funny one to, to to bat around a little bit in architecture. Um I don't I don't really even know what it really means, but I, I know how I want people to feel. And and a lot of that is 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 understanding how people think and the things that they see and the, what what I feel when I'm walking into a house that you know it, it just doesn't feel right you know <laughs> yeah I, I mean I'm 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 experienced enough to know probably perhaps why but the average person might not and, and well most people unless they've actually um, gone down the journey of trying to create it for somebody else. Yeah, only has a very limited view. <laughs> I'll be with them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, it, it's a very limited view because they haven't um, just been exposed so much. But our own intuition when we walk into a space, if we just, you know, like we don't even have to center ourselves. Woman's intuition would probably be the better word. Um, they'll go, you know, you go somewhere with your wife or whatever, and they go, hmm. <laughs> That there's something, something's not right there. And yes. you're like, what? Like, you know, like, what is it? And I think in design, we search out 
we 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 become in touch with those feelings really quickly, but we also search out why it why it happens or what we think is the the reason why, and then it's to be able to um, manufacture um, the opposite of that. So where does it feel seamless? Where does it feel easy? Like when I first looked at this home, I was like, wow, there's it's very simple yet it's highly complex. That mm-hmm. simplicity has a very um, relaxing feel to it. It's it the house doesn't demand an awful lot of you, yet it engages you at every step, and that's a really beautiful thing. And one of the other things I love about a courtyard home is the fact that you get vistas from room to room or across landscape or across um, outdoor areas and back into the house Mm -hmm. and I think that's a really special intimate kind of feeling that a home can give while still maintaining privacy for sure mm. when even uh, even things you know anticipating you know the anxiety of like blind corners Mm -hmm. you know there's there's a in this house you can kind of see on this image that I'm showing you here there's it's a corner unit you you can't see the other corner but it, it wraps itself around that corner and so anybody coming from either direction can can see immediately on the other side about their destination right um, there's nobody about they're about to collide into you know you can see yes um, yes they can see clearly where they're headed mm-hmm. and um and where can, people are coming from yeah and then we're starting to you can see what the light's doing on the floor there and as those as the slats that are outside are starting to to remind you again about how the house is talking to you and how it's moving and you know what that you're near the outside and that the outside this is kind of a there's a a natural sundial of sorts that's that can move very accurately through the floor and those slats kind of create a really fun way of measuring that based on their distance together about their length and everything else and i think over time as you kind of make the same the same path through at different times a day you can start to i don't know kind of you just kind of feel the time (laughs) well again you know your orientation yeah, it's, it's, yeah, there's suddenly a, a a sense of orientation. It's not like you're in the 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 vault. What it is like you're in is in something that's mm-hmm. moving with the. It's not moving, but it, mm-hmm. it's a part of its landscape and it's part of its environment. And you can yeah. feel that moving around you because of where the sun hits in different areas. What I love about it is is that it's um you know more than seven years considered. It's like this is this is something that sets up and. To live or in a home like this or to be a part of a home like this, you don't necessarily get to um, even know that this is what you've decided for the client. Um, the client doesn't necessarily know that this is what's going to happen. You don't necessarily have the conversation that says, oh, well, you know, at three, the sun's going to come across here in the winter. But in the summer, where it will be is over here, and that will light up this wall, and you will see this texture, or we'll see this come into life at this point. Yeah. Yet at some point it went through your mind in the design phase to go, hmm, I'm going to get some shadows here. I'm going to, what's that going to do in the bigger picture? Um, the consideration is a lot. And don't be um, fooled by the simplicity. You know, the simplicity. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the key yeah. to it. If yeah. you've got a one spot in this home, um, and I know it's not your home, so then one spot mm-hmm. in this home that would be your favorite spot, what would it be? If you said, Oh, look, if I just had it for the week, I'd just go and hang out here. 
where would it be? Where would be your 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 number one piece? That's yeah, I've thought about that. And I, I mean, I hate to, I don't really like to play favorites. Um, okay, it, the it, architecture it, won't know. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I, I, I mean, in the in the sense that I think uh, you know, really, really, any home is is going to be a, a, a lot of places that give if they're sufficiently regarded and mm -hmm. they're furnished well and you've you've achieved some of the of the things that you've tried to achieve in the house um my favorite spot is probably going to be slightly different than you know at at 11 o'clock or 10 o'clock in the morning than it is at, at eight o'clock or seven o'clock and if i'm with my father-in-law and we're having cigars and bourbon i think we know we know where we're going to be yeah. Um, but if I'm with my wife and my dog, and it's you know, where is that space? Yeah. Um, and where are we for you know, which room are we? Do we want to watch the movie here? Yeah. Is this is this the, where we watch the game? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and so I want I wanted the house. Um, I wanted to kind of communicate my own kind of appetites for my own lifestyle, and I think I think a lot of homes can can kind of fall into this trap where there's there's you build this giant place you end up only enjoying and using like 20 percent of it 25 percent uh -huh. of it uh -huh. and because those those spaces are actually very well done sometimes yeah. and the rest of the house isn't and but when a house i think is is done with more consideration you, you, you find yourself very naturally using much more parts of the house and appreciating them for for not only their specific purpose that they were granted, but also any future purpose, any flexibility it was uh -huh. to be attained from that. Um, and so those are also obviously questions that we try to figure out in the design narrative, but um, it, it would honestly, the, the, the only answer I can give you is the time of day and who I'm with. <laughs> yeah. Right. Which is, which yeah. is perfect as well, because in the consideration of the home mm -hmm. that's been considered, what will you they what, do get, at what time and where and how you know, and what's their habits? For the sake of an answer, I'm going to give you one. It's, Go for it. Considering this week it's supposed to be over 100 degrees for every single day, I'm going to choose the <laughs> wine room. <laughs> <laughs> the wine cellar. The wine cellar. <laughs> the wine cellar is the space. So if you're on tour and you come to the home and it's a hot day, um, you know you'll find Carl in the wine cellar if you want to have a chat to him. Yeah. That's where you're going to find him. <laughs> He's going to be hiding down there because yeah. the door will be being opened and closed constantly and the, 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 the right. AC won't be as effective as it could be otherwise. That's right. That's Carl, right. thank you so much for journeying oh, through the thank house, you, man. Appreciate it. It's really fabulous. Yes, we would love for uh, listeners to, um, whether they get to go on the tour or don't get to go on the tour, Please contact us, give us feedback, tell us, ask us more questions about the house. If you've got questions for Kyle, obviously write into us, let us know, and we will put you in contact, post his socials and all those things as well. Mm -hmm. This is a very beautiful home and it's Thank very you. much of its landscape. I love the, the fact that it's of its environment and the way you've connected it consistently and constantly with its environment. And that point of knowing your orientation in the house as well as on the land is something that people often forget. They just know the orientation in the house. They miss the orientation on the land, especially when the house gets to a reasonable size. Mm -hmm. 
So thanks, man. Really appreciate your time. Oh, you're welcome. And to anybody who's who's listening and makes their way over to the house, I'll I'll probably be there most of the time. I'm gonna try to make some time to go on the tour. But um, yeah, feel free if you see me. Um, you know, if you have come and chat. Smart or dumb, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks so much. Cool. Thanks, Adrian. Uh-huh. Let's go to Ledge Warehouse. And this is Colin McCullum, MSA Architecture. And this is a really interesting home. And you mm. do this from above. So the street is above. And when I was talking to Carl, one of the things that he was saying to me was about the depth of the house. So it's a large home. And it's mm-hmm. got these levels of depth so that when you're when you arrive at the front, you want privacy, but you also want to know that there's a house behind it. And so it sort of steps back in courtyardy spaces or in in depth, it keeps stepping back. I thought that was a really interesting description when he was telling I like, me. Yeah, I like that very much. Yeah, it was fun photographing it from the, you know, from the street, especially. I loved this kind of series of horizontal lines mm. and how they you know line up just in framing I, I you know I enjoyed I enjoyed that with the hillside behind it and it was it's a really lovely space again it's got these kind of lattice structure in the back that the shadows that come through are so interesting mm. yeah one of the bigger houses um, yeah. I want to say the yeah. biggest, but I don't know if it's true. It um, might, might be, yeah, it's certainly one of the larger homes that are there mm-hmm. and uh, designed so that the, you know, the greater family can all be around that home as exactly. well. Yeah, but, exactly. But yeah, just the detailing was yeah. so, so nice. I mean, just the millwork and mm. um, every, you know, every, every bit of that in this place was, was very standout and was a pleasure to shoot and a lot of um, a lot of the homes like a gallery as well isn't it when i say it's mm-hmm. like a gallery it's built like with the aesthetic of of being able to show off art pieces and yes. then also each hallway or transition way terminates with a window or an opening so mm-hmm. that you're always very much in touch with where you are in orientation, A, within mm-hmm. the house, but then also on mm-hmm. the site. Mm-hmm. And these upper windows did so much for the light in the space as well. Mm. The way that the way that the light came in through the day as we were there was really interesting to see. And it has this, I love this, this like steel oh, yeah. louvered piece that kind of gives you some separation between dining room and living room and the shadows that it that it started to create were really yeah were really interesting it's it has a lot of like life and movement through the day that i enjoyed that's so nice isn't it and that is the the art of bringing skylight pieces in and also these you know celestial windows around the top and just mm-hmm. allowing the light to permeate the structure without it being too intense mm-hmm. so that's very livable and again, the house really looks like it engages its landscape. Yes, uh, and yeah. and and also holds on to what it has in, as an, an interior, so as a gallery and as privacy. Mm. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Mm-hmm.
Well, that was exciting to bring the AIA Homes Tour to you. It is such an amazing event. If you've never been and you've listened to the podcast, make a trip to Austin. It's something special. If you have been and this has helped you understand the homes and get an idea of the brief and how the architect and even how Casey has approached the home, I hope that it's been a great journey. And please leave me a comment, subscribe to the podcast, and enjoy the creative content. Take care. Thanks from me. Thank you.